new crew, NYC, in Brooklyn, still here. building big kevin bar what's going on not much man i'm listening to y'all y'all oh y'all y'all getting started early i'm just surprised smooth showed up man you know his commodore's one so he showed up hey, 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 man. where's smooth where's smooth Hey, don't start that. Hey, hey, Kevin, let me tell you this. I am the bearer of true news. The rest yeah. of these people, they, they, they live in the stars. I'm, I'm here to give everybody the real, and they can't take it. Right, well, you ain't need to say hello real quickly to the Commodores. Uh, oh, yes, yeah, yes. the Commodores. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. Yes. That's not the name? They're not the no, that ain't our name. Hey, 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 hey. Birdman told you. Birdman told you. Put some respect on our name. Put some respect on our name. <laughs> Let's also welcome in Teron Davenport. What's going on, Big TD? What's up? What's up? Sorry, buddy. Hey, Smooth, much respect, man. At the Commanders game, I saw, I looked down, I'm in the press box. I looked down and I see you in the crowd mixing it up with the fans. That's what's up, man. That's how you do it. You know what? You're a good dude. I feel your energy already, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Let's, let's get Morris the hell off of here, all right? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, listen, Kevin, we appreciate you coming on. Obviously, really quickly, we want to give you preps, uh, props rather for the, uh, the win this past week, and you also got another big one coming up against the Kansas City Chiefs. You guys were able to start to turn things around, you know, from how things started at the beginning of the season. First and foremost, I just want, before we get into all that just tell me how you were able to turn things around this season i know you guys got your first win uh what was that against the uh raiders mm -hmm. yes mm -hmm. um yeah so you know obviously didn't start the year the way we wanted to you know we lost the giants game by a field goal and then you know next week got you know pretty much got embarrassed on, on monday night football against the buffalo bills who's a great team obviously a super bowl contender uh once we got back to nashville i want to say it was Either it was the Wednesday meeting, the Wednesday morning meeting. We kind of, you know, as the captains, me, uh, Derek, Jeff Simmons, Ben, Ben Jones, a couple guys, we asked Coach Brable, like, hey man, can we can we start the morning meeting just players, no coaches? We just want to start mm -hmm. the morning meeting and you know, just kind of address some things we feel like we need to address, you know, the state of the team being 0-2. Uh, feel like some things that we need to talk about just as players with no coaches and you know, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say it worked or not, but we won five straight sets. Um, and we've kind of got on a roll. Uh, and I think we just kind of found our identity. We know on offense we got to run the ball. I mean, we have a, a future Hall of Fame running back in Derrick Henry. We're going to ride him until the wheels fall off. Uh, and on defense, man, we were giving up a lot of big plays on the back end. And once we stop doing those things, our run defense is always stout. Uh, we feel like we can, we can play with the best of them. So uh, that's been the formula for these past few games. And uh, we're going to have to do the same thing in Kansas City, man. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes, they're a very explosive offense. So we're allowing Patrick Mahomes to do what he does, his, his Houdini stuff, and uh, just throw the ball over top on us. Uh, it's not going to be pretty. So we had to make sure we limited all those big plays and obviously run the ball, control the clock. All right, Kevin, this ain't that type of show. We're not going to get on here and ask these football questions. Oh, we ain't doing that. We are going to ask some football. Let Fred do what he does, Kevin. We ain't going to be doing all that. First of all, I want to say this. Hey, been keeping up with your career. Very underrated. 
all pro. You do your thing. Now let me ask you this question because I had a similar thing going on in my career. I was met, I was paired up with Champ Bailey. I was paired up with Sean Springs. I was paired up with Antoine Winfield. And I played in certain markets. When I played in the Minnesota market, I got less love than I did in the Washington market. Do you think one reason people don't constantly say your name at the top of the safety thing is you play in a small market in Tennessee? I mean, that's 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 for sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I get a lot of love, you know, in Nashville. And obviously, you know, I, I play college football 30 minutes outside of Nashville. So my, yep. my my fan base is in a very small place. But obviously, you know, I've been all probably been to Pro Bowls. But, you know, think about it, man. If I play for, you know, the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, somewhere in L.A. or New York market, you know what I'm saying? It, for sure. I mean, I probably would be, you know. I don't want to say how big it would be or nothing like that, but now, I'll uh, tell you but, how big it'll be. They'll be talking about you like they talking about Ed Reed because you put the plays out there. You go out there, you make the plays, you change the game for your teams. Like sometimes you can't be as humble as you want to be. At the end of the day, I give you your props. If you was in a bigger market, I'm sorry, you would have way more pub. No, nah, man, I, I appreciate that for sure, man. But you know, it's just one of those things where you can only worry about what you can worry about. Like, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm blessed, and I because I look at it as like a blessing. Like, man, I played college football 30 minutes and then went straight to Nashville. And obviously, you know, I hope to you know end up retiring here and and living in Nashville. So you know, I, I can I can care less about the what ifs and stuff like that. But you did make a good point, though. I definitely for sure feel like if I played for a bigger market, you know, my name would be definitely bigger than what it is. KP, on a national scale, Mike Vrabel, they, they look at him like, you know, some type of bravado guy, macho, et cetera. Give us an example of the way he makes those emotional deposits with you guys and why you guys play so hard for him. I mean, everybody's seeing the moment with uh, him and Ben Jones in, in the tunnel. It's crazy because I was just running off the field, and uh, I was just running by because Vrabel always meets us. Like, he tries to be the first guy back there. I mean, obviously, he, you know, shakes the hand with the coaches, but he takes off to the locker room, tries to be – to, you know, kind of shake everybody's hand as we're coming to the locker room. So I'm running by, and I'm, you know, looking forward to seeing him. And I just see him and Ben Jones just hugged up, you know what I'm saying? So I just kind of tap him on the shoulder and keep it pushing. Then I finally seen the actual clip that was on, like, Paramount or whatever. And I kind of noticed it a little bit when I walked by. He, was, he had tears in his eyes, you know what I'm saying? And obviously Ben Jones was battling his behind off that game. He was, he was actually throwing up in the locker room right before we came out. He was cramping up on the field, had a knee injury and all type of stuff. Then he finished the game and battled his behind off. But man, Vrabel, he mean he, he's he, he's a he's a player's dude. You know what I'm saying? He played 14 years in the league. Yeah. So yep. it's very easy to buy into everything he's saying. He develops relationships with everybody in, on the team, as, as many players as he can for sure. Um, but you know, he's in the lunchroom, you know, sitting down at the table with his eating, you know, eating breakfast and stuff like that. Like you don't get that in a lot of places, man. I didn't had a lot of players that come on this team from other places. And they was like, y'all head coach actually comes in here and, and sits with y'all. Like, yeah, Kenny Vaccaro was on the team. He said he never just had a full conversation mm. with Sean Payton. And I, don't, and I ain't no knock mm. on Sean Payton, nothing like that. But he just said, like, bro, I never really just – the only time I ever had to talk with him is when, you know, they didn't resign me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like, when you get in trouble or something. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? But he builds a relationship with all his players, and we appreciate it. But, Kevin, so do you find it interesting, though, because when A.J. Brown came on our show, he made a comment about uh, Mike Vrabel and his time in Tennessee and said that it wasn't fun up there, and that's one of the key differences he feels like he's experiencing in Philly. So how do you feel about that? When she you a shit starter, Kevin. She a shit starter. I'm reminding them about what A.J. Brown said. That yeah. might went a little viral from the show. So I'm just curious, <laughs> you know, based on the way you just depicted your head coach, mm -hmm. how you feel about that? No, actually, I did see that, man. And it's crazy because, like, AJ, he's definitely a playful guy for sure. And I think, you know, 
when you talk about throughout the work week, you know, it's time to work and it's time to play. And obviously, you can see in Philly, man, those guys is having a ton of fun. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. I don't know, like, because obviously I seen him. He was doing an interview and he was saying, I guess he did on ESPN. He was talking like how, you know, they be practicing their dances and stuff like that all through practice. Like, that's one thing Brave was just not going to be going for. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like certain things that, you know, he probably see guys over there doing a dance routine. He's like, what the hell? We need to be working. We need to be doing something. Like, and mm -hmm. I think that's, that's, that's like, you know, kind of – he got coached by Bill Belichick. I mean, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So he's used to seeing things the way it used to be. And I mean, a lot of them, we have a ton of fun. You know what I'm saying? We always in a locker room joking and laughing. We bumping music. Uh, TD being in a locker room, we bumping music and stuff like that. But, you know, as far as once we get on the practice field, it's usually all business. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're not on the practice field practicing celebrations and stuff. That's why when DBs, Christian Fulton catch me, all we do is run to the end zone and take a picture. We don't be having nothing choreographed or nothing like that. We actually talking yeah. about that. We need to figure out what we're going to do for our next celebration once the defense get a turnover. But no, yeah, man, I mean, AJ, AJ got his opinions, and I'm saying I'm not saying that that's not true or not, but, you know, I just think every organization is a little different. So I'm pretty sure in Philly, you know, things are a lot more freely, you know, whatever it may be. But, you know, in Tennessee, once we hit the practice field, man, it's all business. Mm, I know, but I was just curious too. Like, is there ever a point to when you've had a coach for so long where the message, you know, can get a, a little stale? And that's what I was, you know, wondering at, at the beginning of the season, what was kind of going on, and if there was something that needed to be turned around, you know, with that respect, especially if you know the head coach is such a hard driver and, right. and what have you. So, did you? I mean, especially you are a lead, leader on that team. So, is there mm -hmm. ever a time where and when it was becoming stale? No, I don't think it was the message or nothing like that. We really just wasn't playing well, to be 100. Mm -hmm. Like, But like I said, I mean, the Giants, I think uh, they just lost a game. So I think they were, what, 5-2, 6-2 mm -hmm. or something like that. Mm -hmm. We lost those guys by a field goal. You know, we're literally a field goal away. We missed the field goal. But, uh, you know, we're a field goal away from being, what, 6-1. and one, You know what I'm saying? Yep. So, mm -hmm. obviously, we did not play well against the Bills. That's just, you know, point blank period. We got, got blew out. We didn't play well any size of the ball. Um, but – we're still a really, really, really good football team. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't care about what the stats say. Uh, there's all these stats that's about, like, you know, we're always winning close games. And eventually, that's going to start going the other way. Like, no, that's just the way we built. I nah, said, I'm going to say, that's Smith a skill. I think Lovey Smith made a comment after the game, said, oh, we wasn't ready for the Titans' physicality. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. that's, that's how we want to play football. And when you're talking about later in the year, December – January, when guys are hurt, guys don't really want to hit like that. It's cold outside. Those type of stuff win games later in the year. And I think that's why we're starting to get on the roll. So, uh, yeah, but I don't think his message gets there. I think he does a, actually a pretty good job of keeping us locked in on, on you know, on the task at hand. So, uh, no, nah, I mean, like I said, I, I, that's I personally feel like, man, we're literally a field goal away from being 6-1 and one mm. and probably going to this game trying to be the number one seed. So, hey, we've been winning. So, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. yeah, so you guys have a uh, your quarterback Malik Willis. You know he's, he's he's young, got a lot of raw talent. I'm rooting for the brother. Do you feel extra pressure on the defense since he's since he's so inexperienced going into a big game like this, or is uh, the old boy coming back? Uh, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. You know, I, I ain't I'm about to be out here breaking no injury news or nothing like that. No, Malik is young, man. I think you know he still needs a little bit more time to develop. You know, he's still you know coming from college. You know. Liberty University, obviously, that's a really good school. But, you know, they're just used to spread offenses. Uh, it, it's different in the NFL. You know what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. uh, but he, man, yeah, obviously, he's our scout team quarterback. I mean, he has a rocket arm. He's very accurate. Uh, and, and he's a real cool dude. Like, if you ever meet meet with a man, he's super humble. 
Yeah, because um, he's the type of guy that you would want to end up leading your organization for sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I want I want to say it puts more pressure on us as a defense because I feel like you know pressure just means you you only feel pressure when you're not prepared. When yeah. We go into the games like we know we meet as a defense. Like, hey, this is what's about to be our you know Ryan Tannehill's out, Malik's gonna be starting. We got to make sure that we hold up our end of the bargain. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, but at the end of the day, we was able to run the ball, run the ball with Derek. But you know, as a defense, man, we confident every single. Game. I don't care who the quarterback, honestly. We look at it like, shoot, if, if our offense scores seven points, we should win the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. we're in a locker room pissed off because we didn't win the game or we didn't make enough plays to stop those guys. So um, that's just kind of how we 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 vibe as a defense. Uh, even, obviously, we won the game, but we was upset that we gave up the touchdown at the end of the game in garbage time. You know what I'm saying? Like, I gave up a big play. You know, Brandon Cooks made a great catch. But um, yep. I'm, I'm upset about that. Like, I'm obviously I'm trying to celebrate the win. But deep down in my mind, I'm in the locker room. I'm kind of pissed off about we gave up a touchdown into the, the game. I mean, we was going to end the game with the quarterback only having sixty some passing yards. They end up with like one one eighteen or something like that. Like mm-hmm. that's what I was I was kind of upset about that. But obviously, I celebrated the win with the guys, and Malik got his first wins in the NFL start, and obviously Derek uh, is breaking all type of records and stuff like that. So, uh, but yeah, as a defense man, we're just confident. Hey, you know what? You know, usually when you start out talking about great players in the NFL, you got to bring up a Mississippi State Bulldog and that Jeffrey Simmons. Hey, that Jeffrey Simmons, no, he comes off of that ball. He's another guy that I feel like doesn't get all his props. But let me ask you this. You say school, you was 30 minutes away, so you've been in Tennessee a long time. If I wanted to move to Nashville, what would be your selling points to get me to Nashville? Because I I sell the DMV all the time. I love Washington, D.C. I ain't never leaving. I done played two many taxes. I ain't going nowhere. Now, <laughs> what's the good part beside the Country Music Awards when it comes to Nashville? I'm going to keep it real. Like, I'm not even really into country music. You know what I'm saying? So that's that. I wouldn't be selling country music. You know, I don't really go on Broadway or nothing like that. Uh, obviously, that's something that tourists do. You know, it's, it's yeah. a pretty cool deal. You know, bachelorette parties every single day of the week. Um, but to be real, like I said, I was in Murfreesboro, which is 30 minutes away. I've been there since 20. I got there in 2011. Um, and obviously it's 2022. Now I've seen the growth of this city go like bananas. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And so we're literally at the cusp of this city about to become like, I personally feel like when the next five years, this is going to be like Atlanta, you know, it's going to be a big, big time yeah. city. I mean, it's already super crowded. Um, yeah. I mean, you got all these different luxury markets coming to here. Four seasons, rich, they building up hotels, condos, I feel like you see a growth of a city when you start to see Ferrari dealerships and Lambo dealerships coming out here. So the money's here. You know what I'm saying? And right. I mean, well, we don't know nothing about no Lambo un- dealerships here. <laughs> <laughs> the the restaurant scene is crazy. Um, like, man, it's it's a beautiful city. And obviously, I mean, it, it's Tennessee. Uh, you don't have, you know, you're not dealing with, I mean, obviously, Florida is a, is a whole nother deal. But you ain't got to worry about, you know, hurricanes or nothing like that. Uh, you 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 get a great fall. Obviously, this fall time right now is beautiful outside, beautiful sunsets. Uh, and it's just you know it's kind of slowed down. It's not like, like I said, it's not like the DMV. You're not worried about you know I can still get the get to work in the morning in a reasonable time. I don't got to be waking up five in the morning. Yeah. Uh, to try to you try to <laughs> like beat out more. traffic and stuff like that. So right. it, it's still one of those cool cities, man. So like I said, honestly, man, when I'm done playing, I'm probably gonna end up you know I'm probably gonna be out here, man. I'm probably gonna be living out here in Nashville. It's a great city. And you honestly see a lot of retired players end up moving out here to Nashville. A lot of them. People that didn't yeah. even play here. They, they live out here. I think Jared Allen has a house out here. Uh, oh. People that played for a team for eight, nine years and played their last year in Nashville, they end up mm-hmm. staying out here. People love it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's cool, man. It's, it's Southern living, man. Everybody's nice to you. 
You ain't got to worry about them rude folks up in in in, in the DMV area. <laughs> well, well Katie knows and, about and, Katie knows about one every week, and his name is Fred Smooth. Whatever. Hey, 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 stop all that hate. And it's tax free, Amy. It's Tennessee is tax free. So that's, that's, hey, that's it. Hey, and TD I, lives I forgot there, to bring that one up. Yeah, what? Yeah, the tax free part. And and obviously yeah. he knows about cars because he just got his new little bright blue uh what is it, a Camaro? What what was a Dukes of Hazard blue car? What you get, T D? Hey, stop that hating. It's you know, it's a catchy <laughs> blue Camaro, you know. Had to treat myself. I signed a oh, contract no, in July, so I said, you know, I'm gonna hey. treat myself. Hey, Teron, no, you didn't. You know what? I said it's two cars that drove by nothing but pricks. There's Ford Mustangs and Camaros. How did you get the car of the prick? Hey, look, man, that, that stereotype stops with me, man. I'm definitely not a prick, so, you know, man, it stops there. <laughs> <laughs> so, T so TD, I know uh, what's the name was talking about. KB was talking about Ryan Tannehill. What what is the latest that you can tell us as far as the expectations with the injury? Yeah, the latest is it's very possible that he could play. The, the main thing last week, honestly, was was the stomach bug. That's what kept him from practicing on Friday and kept him out of the walkthrough on Saturday. So, and that's why they left him behind. So that's the main thing. As long as he could get through that, there should be a good chance because you know he had the ankle tape during practice. We didn't see during individual period, but you know, there were some things that he was doing during the actual practice itself. All right. Well, y'all also got a big game coming up against KC. It's interesting, though, because I have seen, you know, some of the wide receivers come along. We've seen Juju, Juju uh, have 100-plus receiving yards in the last two games, especially since those OBJ rumors started uh, swirling. And uh, uh, Valdez-Scantling had 111. Uh, Travis Kelsey also had 98 in their last uh, game and win against the 49ers. What's sticking out to you on film, especially with the fact that they're, you know, had to reacclimate and adjust a little bit to the departure of Tyreek Hill? Yeah, I mean, the thing about it is that even when Tyreek Hill was there, mm -hmm. the offense always kind of ran. I mean, my, in my opinion, when he really needed to play, he's going to Travis Kelsey. He's always been that always. guy. Uh, mm -hmm. Obviously, you know, future Hall of Famer himself, really great tight end, one of the best to ever do it. Um, but like I say, I mean, they – and obviously it definitely starts with Patrick Mahomes. I mean, that guy's he's, – I mean, he's, he's one of the best, you know, quarterbacks in the league. He's always creating plays. Like you say, he's kind of like Houdini. He just kind of pulls stuff out of his head. Even when the plays break down, he just knows how to find his guys. And just like you said, Juju Smith is coming along now, uh, Scantley as well. Uh, I just think as far as the defense, man, we have to make sure that we're not just giving up those big plays. We had to make them earn it. We had to make Patrick Mahomes be Houdini to beat us. That's what it has to be. Don't make anything easy for him. Obviously, we have to stop the run. They got like three running backs that they're using uh, that are pretty good. We have to stop the run first and foremost, make them one-dimensional. And uh, make sure that we just, you know, we got to, I mean, obviously we're going to have our eyes on Travis Kelsey. We got to know where he is every single play. We got to hit him. We got to jab where the red zone, man, I got to press him. I got to do everything I can to try to stop him. So, uh, but yeah, man, this is an explosive offense. Uh, I think they got like the number one pass offense in the league right now. Uh, but it's crazy, man. And this, this is a weird stat. I was, you know, talking to my coach, like I, I played Kansas City, what, my rookie year. We beat him my rookie year, uh, beat him in the playoffs 2017. So in the regular season, we, we beat them, but they obviously beat us when it counted. They beat us in the AFC Championship game, which is crazy. Yeah. So uh, hopefully we can continue that success we had, you know, in the regular season with those guys. But, man, this this game Sunday night is going to be electric, mm. man. Kansas City, the games I played in Kansas City, those are probably the loudest games I've ever been a part yeah. of. When they yeah. get to that pregame and after they do the national anthem and they get to doing it, oh, yeah, <laughs> they, 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 
Yeah. I remember my rookie year when that happened, boy, it was so cold out there. I thought I was in a movie. It was like, yo, this is <laughs> that was one of those welcome to the NFL moments, like, bro, I'm in the lead. This joint is crazy. Like, it's oh, yes. 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 So, uh, now, nah, but this game gonna be electric, man. It should be a great environment, man. Hopefully, we can pull out the dub. And that's not trying to figure out what is really going to be different because, Kevin, there are a lot of times when this team has finished strong in the regular season, obviously hasn't gone the way you guys wanted it to in the postseason. So especially with everybody looking in prime time, what I mean, what is going to be different or what do you feel like some signs that you have seen that lets you know potentially, you know, it will have a result different from what you've experienced in, in the postseason before and maybe even showing this game on Sunday night? I don't know, man. I just think, like, you know, every year is different. Every game is different. You know, obviously last year, you know, we was number one seed. Um, we really felt like we was going to win the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? Like, we was making plans. Not necessarily making plans, but, like, you know, we always have, our, like, our little rookie dinners and stuff like that. We like, hey, man, we just going to have a rookie dinner in L.A. We're going to play that in L.A. because we're going to be in the Super Bowl. Like, we really yeah. thought that was the year. And, uh, obviously, we had some shuffling with the roster. Obviously, A.J.'s in Philly now. Um, and, and it's just every year is different. Obviously, we're not having the passing numbers that – we used to have, but we're still yep. winning games. We're just finding ways to win. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the bottom line. Like, I don't know what's, what's going to happen this week, but we kind of know our formula. We know we got to run the ball. We know we got to be good on defense. And that's kind of how I just feel. Like, we don't really – we're not going to – I'm not going to sit here and say, hey, man, we have this guy and we have that guy. And we're our numbers, look at the stats and the analytics and all that stuff. No, we're just literally just finding ways to win. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just the bottom line. We're going to go into this game confident, feel like we're going to win the game. And uh, we just going to, you know, roll it out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody in the whole entire country thought that we was going to beat them last year. Uh, I think it was like 27 to 3. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, you know, who knows what's going to happen on Sunday night. But, you know, hopefully it ends with us winning the ball game. I don't care what the play. I don't care if it's 6 to 3. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> we just got to go out there and win the game. Like, we don't, we don't count stats, man. We count W's and L's. Like, at the end of the day, when people look at – you know, my career for at the end, how many games did you win? I mean, like, be caring about, oh, what was, what was the passing, what was the pass defense stats? Like, <laughs> no, like, hey, who, won, hey, who won or lost yeah. the game? As a retiree, as a retiree, you're right. You're correct. They don't care about any interceptions you have. They don't care about nothing. Anytime I get around the old heads, I was around Art Monk, Ricky Clark, all the guys from uh, uh, the past last week, yeah. and all they ever did to me was show me that wing. I ain't even have a damn red ring to show them and combat it. I was like, listen, the old heads don't show you that ring, brother. So I hope, you know, your, your quest to get one, you can end with a with ring. Absolutely, man. And really quickly, speaking of wedding ring, one of the things that and if I'm ever talking to TD about you, one of the things he always says about you, Kevin, is, man, Kevin is such a good dude, man. You know, he always got his stuff together. He has his things together, talking about just how your life and how you balance things, even personally, you know, off the field. And so I just wanted to ask you, you know, what do you feel like is kind of key to you or integral to you to, you know, maintaining your balance um, you know, off the field, you know, obviously we know that you're married and you have kids or what have you, mm -hmm. but something that's really important to you that you do in your day to just kind of maintain that as well. Yeah, man, I think, you know, obviously first and foremost, it starts with my faith. Um, just my faith has just grown uh, and my Christian faith has grown over in just the years as I'm getting older and more mature. Um, you know, I pray every single morning. I do my daily devotionals and a lot of it is just priorities. Like what are your priorities in life? You know what I'm saying? Like, Cause I, you know, I have our team chaplain that I talk to all the time and I was telling him like I was struggling with like doing my daily devotions every morning. Cause it's easy when you get into routine, especially as a football player, you know, most of your days are kind of set up the same way. And I was like, yeah, man, I like, 
I do it one day and then, you know, I miss it another day. He was like, you know, you have to make it a priority. You know what I'm saying? When you wake up in the morning, what's the first thing you do? I'm like, I'm brush my teeth. Yeah, because it's a priority. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like you just had to make sure your priorities in line. And, you know, me right now, I have a lot of things on my plate. You know, obviously, I have two beautiful children, uh, married. Those things come first, first and foremost. Like, when I get home, and I joke and laugh in the locker room with guys, I'm like, man, when I get home, I clock into my second job. You know what I'm saying? I don't go home and just go hop on, on on video game play call of duty like no that's what that's not what i'm doing like, i go home and my kids run to the door and i spend time with them i spend time with my wife uh because it's a priority to me this things are more important than you know being being this nfl football player you know what i'm saying so i try to keep my priorities in order and uh you know just over in, in earlier this summer in june my mother passed away uh, unexpectedly so i appreciate it but I, you know i'm kind of dealing with that as far as family uh, making sure I'm checking in on them. So it just realizes that, hey, man, beyond this football stuff, man, I'm, you know, we're, we're people, we're humans. And, uh, you know, I, I have a lot of things to be thankful for. And I just try to wake up every morning uh, with gratitude. And uh, that's one thing that my mom really was expressing to me uh, before she passed away, just how grateful she was with, you know, her children all doing well and things like that. So it always mm -hmm. try to, it always brings me back to center. So uh, I don't try to get too caught up in all this other stuff, man. I, I, I love my family. Uh, and, you know, it's fake family and football. That, that's just what it is for me. And it's funny you say that because I feel like a lot of people have been talking about that, too, when just witnessing what happened with Tom Brady. A lot of people had jokes about how he was playing, you know, in their last game and they were losing. And then the very next day he came out and issued the announcement that he and Giselle had gotten a divorce. And it just kind of put a lot of that in perspective. You know, people weren't necessarily laughing, you know, as much because <clears throat> it, even though he has accomplished a lot, it, it is real. You know, no, no, well, people have to understand we are people, all right? Just because y'all look at us as, as sports entities and y'all look at us just go play 16, 17 games a year. No, we are people. And that's why I think football players are so attached to their teammates in their locker room because when you look at that locker room, you're looking at 52 other guys that go through the same exact thing that you go through. And you need your family. You need your faith when you go through that because nobody wants to hear that I'm going through a death in the family when it's week 12. But I got to right. keep on going. And I got to call I mean, minimize everything that's going on i just give our football players props for just keep on going and keep on grinding right all right well kevin we appreciate having you come on into the crew crib and much luck against the kansas city chiefs as you guys continue to turn around your season and do well as we always expect and you know you're always a vip welcome guest on this show so thank you for coming on appreciate you Absolutely, man. Thank you all, man. It was fun. I, I love what you guys are doing here, man. It's pretty cool. Listen, Kevin, listen, Kevin, we appreciate having you come on. You go ahead and do what the rest of you got to do on your off day. We appreciate it. Before you go really quickly, just say what your name is and you're watching the crew. Hey, Kevin Byer from the Tennessee Titans, man, and you're watching the crew.